everybody welcome to the first episode of same Shik different day uh i am your main host Shik soto and for those who don't know me that is Shik like the razor and also joining me here today is my co-host justin metzger aka el Huero. justin how you doing bro feeling good Shik. thanks for thanks for having me for episode one beginning up beginning of a good thing can yeah, feel man. it yeah, no, thank you for joining me. I know we are both pretty pumped up and excited because we've been talking about getting this started for a while now, and it took a little longer than expected, but better late than ever, right? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, since this is the first episode, we want to go ahead and break down what the pod's going to be about. Um, for those who know me and Justin, we're just a couple of big sports fanatics who are also a couple of degenerates, and we just think there's nothing, there's not a better mix than that. Um, so we're going to keep everything kind of basically sports related sports related topics like fantasy uh sports betting what's going on in the sports world college football and whatever else we want to get mixed into uh there'll be some random sports but we're just big nfl fans and what better you know time to start than with the wild card or the super wild card uh weekend now that's what they call it um we're gonna have a couple different segments uh first segment's usually gonna be like hot topics what's going on um our fantasy segment's gonna be later on now that fantasy's over and then we're also going to have um, our Parlay Boys seg uh, segment, which is sports related. Uh, well, sports bets related, I should say. And then we're also going to have guests joining us later on uh, some, you know, future episodes. And our guests are going to be people who are up and coming. You know, those who are starting a business, those who are in school, those who are doing some positive, um, successful, you know, um, or reaching their successful goals. Because we want to go ahead and... Um, you know, what am I looking for there, Justin, is uh, we want to pay it forward, right? Because a lot of people show us love. So we want to show that love back. Support the community. Got to, is baby. That's what they say, I believe. Yeah. And since we're not going to have a fantasy uh, segment, we just want to give a couple shout outs real quick. Uh, our main league is a keeper league, and we'll get into that later on in another episode. But we want to shout out the champion for this year, which is Goose. It's actually his uh, second time winning in this league. Him and Josh are the only two-time champions at the moment. Uh, so congrats to Goose. I believe his team name is Win Forever. And then I want to give myself a little pat on the back because I am a champion in another league. It is the Vaca Family League, our boy Carlos Vaca. Thank you, thank you. And the reason why this one means a lot to me is because his whole family are Raider fans. And obviously, as you can tell, Charger fan, baby. So this is the first time that they're going to have a trophy and they got to give it to me at the next year's draft. So that's going to be exciting. And one little other shout out is to our boy Josh uh, for a couple of reasons. One, me and uh, Justin, we were uh, going up against him in two different leagues at the same weekend in the playoffs, and he knocked both of us out the same weekend. Uh, but the reason why we want to shout him out is because of his great fantasy team name, and that is Grandma's Fantasy Funhouse. <laughs> I don't know if great is the word that I would use. Random, right. random, we funny. Both, we both got knocked out by Grandma's Fantasy Funhouse. I, 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 I would bet none of our... Uh, viewers have ever played gone up against grandma's funny fantasy fun house no kind of a tongue twister yeah definitely but he ended up losing to brock's big cox so shout out to brock's <laughs> big cox for winning that league <laughs> uh but anyways uh so let's just get right into it justin first uh, segment here is the hot topics um let's let's let the viewers know our listeners know who our favorite teams are obviously they can tell by the background big charger fan 
<clears throat> yeah, so Seahawks fan, kind of a kind of a kind of a weird year for the Seahawks. Looked like they were kind of a shoe in for the playoffs, I'd say about midway through the year and things kind of fell apart on that tough run. We had we had what? Dallas, 49ers, Philly. That um, Dallas game you guys should have won too. Yeah, but they had a pretty tough run there in the middle of the schedule and didn't get it done in the division. Two losses against the Rams, two mm. losses against the 49ers. Mm. Not gonna not gonna make the playoffs. Uh Those division games, man. <laughs> with that, but I mean good good season overall. Uh team, I feel like the team moved a step in the right direction. We had several pro bowlers. Uh Bobby Wagner, the timeless middle linebacker, went to the Pro Bowl again. Uh, maybe not the best in pass coverage anymore, but the guy, the guy's still getting it done and apparently coming back again next year, which is a little bit of a surprise to me. How many uh, alternates do you guys have? Like uh, was it eight? Uh, eight, eight alternates nice. along with Bobby Wagner, Dev- Devon Witherspoon and Julian Love. Witherspoon's the rookie, right? He actually might win defensive rookie of the year, right? Yeah. I think, you know, he missed a couple games, but he looked good. He, uh, it looks like they they hit on that pick. If he can stay healthy, I, I think it was it was a little bit of a surprise. Everybody, everybody uh, fifth overall, right? Yeah, yeah, and everybody thought we were going uh, Carter, uh, but yeah, he ended up being pretty good too. Yeah, but. he and you know he started really strong, but he he tailed down a little bit towards the end uh, too. I'm actually not not sure who the front runner is right now for uh, rookie defensive player of the year. It's pretty kind of a jumble there. Yeah. Yeah, and then obviously you could tell by my background, Charger baby. And I want to give a quick shout out to the club that I'm a part of. It's Die Hard Bull <clears throat> Club. We actually just started our Seattle chapter this year as well. And so you can go ahead and follow us on Instagram or uh, Twitter. Uh, and that's D-H-B-C-S-E-A, Die Hard Bull Club Seattle. Uh, and that's mainly for anyone, you know, here in the Pacific Northwest Seattle area. If you're a Charger fan uh, and you just want to go watch it with other Charger fans, uh, hit us up. And we've been having some awesome watch parties. Um, but speaking of my charters, uh, Dicker the Kicker got snubbed uh, for Justin Tucker, which makes sense, I guess. You know, Tucker's a legend, but he didn't have the same numbers that uh, Dicker actually had this year. And Dicker and who's the Cowboys uh, guy? Aubrey, Audrey. These young uh, these young kickers were killing it this year. Yeah, he made he made what his first thirty something <laughs> kicks Bro, in I think a row. He missed his first kick, like in like. During the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it's over 30 <laughs> kicks. I, I don't have the, the numbers in front of me, but I believe it's over 30 kicks to start yeah. his career, which is pretty insane. Yeah, it's nuts, man. <laughs> and but, like five or six of those were like 50 yarders. So it wasn't yeah. like he was just hitting chip shots. Oh, yeah, he helped me win a couple of uh, fantasy, fantasy games, fa- fantasy matchups. Oh, yeah. But um, we have a couple pro bowlers too, just two this year. It's uh, Keenan Allen and Mac, Khalil Mack, uh, which, are, which is kind of strange because they're like two of our older players. Um, but we had seven alternates, and yes, my Chargers got last in the AFC West. Unfortunately, we did not have the year that we were expecting to with Herbo, uh, you know, man in the offense, uh, fired our coach and GM finally. And we are now uh, drafting at the fifth overall in the first round, which is dope because the last two picks that we had that were the fifth round picks in the first or the fifth pick in the first round was lt and junior sale baby so i like our track record who do you who do you want to see him take who's your front runner right now uh, man we can get into another episode but just off the top of my head um receiver or tight end neighbors i don't think marvin harris 
Harrison Jr. is going to be there. Uh, but you never Brock, know. You yeah. never know. Yeah, you guys got a lot of good options for weapons at the top of the draft this yeah, year. For we Herbert. definitely need a wide receiver and a tight end. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, actually that brings us to a good point right here. Um, Bears have the first overall pick, and you know how I feel. I love Justin Fields. You, not so much. But there's a little bit of uh, social media activity going on. He liked the Hawks' uh, Instagram, I believe, and DK and uh, you guys' rookie wide receiver. What's his name? Uh, JSN, Jackson yeah. Smith in Jigba. Yeah, yeah. He liked the he liked them or followed them on Instagram and on social media. So there's a little bit of speculation and rumors that are they going to let him go? Are the Seahawks kind of going to go after him? Like, would you, how, how would you feel if uh, Justin Fields... Uh, Sure, if the price is right, I'd take him, but not not certainly not for a first rumor or first rounder. There's rumors out there right now for uh what the Falcons are gonna give up the eighth overall pick. They would be out of their mind to give the eighth overall pick up for uh, Justin Fields. I would do it. Out of their mind. I and and that would be the only way I really would support the Bears um getting rid of him. I mean, you can't say you can't say no to that, but mm-hmm. um I wouldn't. I, I personally wouldn't even want the Seahawks to give up their 16th pick for him. If it was a second rounder, I would. I would. Uh, you wouldn't give up the 16th for Justin Fields. I mean, your guys' cap situation is a little bad, but he. I mean, he he'd be a rental, and I just don't see him being the X factor that kind of takes us takes us over. Be a there. Rental, bro. Justin Fields would be your guys' future if you guys traded for him. Yeah. Well, we're we're just on <laughs> we're on different we're on different pages with that one, my friend. Uh, I you know somebody's gonna pay him. He'll he'll make his money. You know, but. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's gonna well, push need, the Seahawks over the y'all top. Need something better than Gino, you know how I feel. One hit wonder, baby. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. He does have a nice deep ball, though. Huh? I'm not gonna defend. <laughs> I'm not gonna defend Gino. We need, we need, we need Penix. Yeah, and Drew Lock is not. Yeah, there we go. Shout <laughs> out to the Huskies, Michael Penix. Yeah, shout out to the Huskies. <laughs> and then, uh, since we we're talking about Pro Bowlers, man, uh, there's a, you know, there's a few obvious teams that didn't have no Pro Bowlers, but the one that kind of caught my eye was the Green Bay Packers. They had no pro bowlers, uh, but they're out here killing the game right now. And Jordan Love is having a fantastic season, even though he had a few bad weeks. Um, but man, Brandon Staley, congrats. Packer, you guys can credit Brandon Staley for the um, success that Jordan Love has had. Because after he played the Chargers, that boy just went up. Did not have a bad game after that. I was wondering where, <laughs> I was wondering where you were going. I was wondering where you were going with that one. Brandon but... Staley's defense just made him look like he was a hall of famer bro i yeah. mean i mean jordan love should have been on the cusp of of being a nfc quarterback in there for the um pro bowl for the pro bowl you know he had to be right there in the next couple guys yeah. uh, the nfc was pretty weak at quarterback honestly yeah. i mean yeah definitely a debate <laughs> yeah i mean I, I don't know he's i mean is he not a top five quarterback at this point in the nfc uh, i don't think so i uh, mean top 12 maybe but no yeah. in the nfc on oh, the nfc in the oh, nfc yeah. yeah not 12 not not I mean, I, I don't think, know. Let's think about it. Uh, who are the top? Who are the top QBs in the NFC? I'd put. I mean, Dax. Dax, I guess. Dak, After that poor Dak performance, was, <laughs> Dak at the time was. All ahead right, of let's him. leave the playoffs out of it real quick. You know, just yeah. normal regular season. Like Dak had a pretty good year. Um, Hertz was having a great year until last what Stafford four weeks. Stafford, Matt Stafford, Brock Purdy. Purdy was having. Yeah, he's having a great year. Yeah. After that, though, it's Love. pretty. It's pretty open. To, it's pretty open to debate. After those four, yeah. I would yeah. say that he might be the. He might be the next guy. And some after some of the performances by those guys we just put ahead of him, mm-hmm. we'll see next year. Next year will be pretty telling. But the Packers seem like they know something about drafting quarterbacks and developing them. 
Yeah, and he was actually part of the 2020 draft class too, which included what Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Tua, Love, and Hurts. Bro, that's a crazy ass draft class for QBs. Yeah, a lot of a lot of time in that <laughs> one. Know? All right, man. Well, uh, the other big news in, right now is like the coaching carousel. Like, there's so many Hall of Fame coaches available at the moment, and the Pete one was kind of surprising. But I mean, it, there was already rumors that you know there is that chance he was going to get let go. I thought they were going to give him at least one more year. Um, again, Brandon Staley got fired. You know, Mike Vrabel is out of Tennessee. Bill Belichick, you know, like, and he just interviewed with the Falcons, or how some people have been putting it, he interviewed the Falcons. But imagine, hey, actually, imagine Bill Belichick and Justin Fields on Atlanta. I mean, they looked pretty good at times with Mariota at quarterback. And I mean, I would say Fields last or what, two years ago now. And Mariota was the the quarterback, and you know I would say Fields is a upgrade over over him, and he looked pretty good in that offense. And they've added Bijan since then, so I could see it. I could see it working. Yeah. Uh, I just not. I just I, I wouldn't give up. I'll go back to I'm not giving up that eighth <laughs> that eighth pick. They got yeah. It's got to be a little bit less than that. Um, I mean, Fields has had plenty of time to prove it and and he really He's just has a terrible Orlando man yeah and not not a really good structure in, in but do quarter, I mean quarterbacks like that don't always do well with the O-line he has a tendency to break to the outside and throw outside the pocket anyway so is he gonna just having that O-line really help a quarterback like that I mean look at all the years Russ was really good no O-line because yeah, he didn't want but... he didn't want to stay in the pocket yeah, I feel you there, but you guys were really winning those games because the Legion of Boom, too. You know, he was doing just enough to definitely not get sacked or turn the ball over, but the defense was the was was the big uh, positive in that team in those teams, I should say. But back to the coaching, who do you want? Who are you leaning towards? Uh, man, I I'm still stinging. We lost we lost a couple coaches in in a week span. We lost <laughs> we lost Pete. And then probably even the the bigger. Bro, I'm telling you, Mike Vrabel. I can yeah. never say his name. Vrabel. Vrabel. I I look. <laughs> I kind of want. I'm on the more like young, younger, offensive minded um, type coach. The Ben I, Johnsons, the the OC for the Lions, right? But I mean, well, just I mean, like guys like McVay and things like different changeups that. Uh, Matt Lafleur, like some of these younger Lafleur, Matt, some of these younger coaches, like and you know Vrabel's. I wouldn't hate it. I don't. I honestly don't know who I want right oh, now. I mean, he's probably my number two for me. Like I, I want Jim Harbaugh for the Chargers, but Vrabel would be like number two, three. Bro, I mean this this dude literally went on a show. I, I can't remember if it's like a radio show or something, but he's like, I'm gonna cut off my own dick for a Super Bowl. That's the kind of coach I want, baby. I wouldn't sacrifice. I wouldn't hate <laughs> it. And I guess if you look at the odds right now, he's the one of the top three, but yeah. nobody knows. Even Vegas doesn't know who's coming to Seattle. So I thought the uh, the favorite right now for Seattle was uh, uh, Dan Quinn. Well, they were all pretty much the same. Oh, they were between plus three and plus four hundred. The top three or four guys are all kind oh, of yeah, in a yeah, cluster, like a okay. cluster right there. Yeah, I think I think the media likes Dan Quinn with Gus Bradley as his uh, coordinator. A little blast from the past yeah. there, but we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, it, it's all going to play out. I would say. The two best jobs, maybe we're a little biased. Two best jobs available are definitely the Seahawks and the Chargers. So yeah. hopefully we'll get first picks at who we who we want. Yeah, yeah, man. And then uh, the big, the other big news in college sports was uh, Nick Saban retiring. That was a that was a big bombshell. 
and then uh, they they stole uh, UW's Dub's coach, which is a Fresno State coach, DeBoer. Caleb DeBoer. Yeah. yeah, that that's that's kind of where I was going a moment ago, but that that one stings a little bit more than even the Carroll yeah. the Carroll one. You know, you're rebuilding your program, and then you know he tells you what you need to hear during the breakup. It's the only person I would have gone to, the only team I would have gone to, and you know it. Be like a wounded ex ex girlfriend or bro, something. Yeah, he 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 tore it up from the floor up, bro. Just by <laughs> switching over or you know leaving UW to go to Alabama, but UW was able to kind of recover a little bit by hiring Arizona's coach uh, Jeff Fisher or Jeff Fish. Jed Fish, yeah. yeah. And and you know Jed what's cra- what's crazy about that is, did we just do to Arizona what Alabama <laughs> yeah. did to us? Exactly. I, like, you know, that, I mean, how could they do that? And then. Well, yeah. I mean, we had to, you know, yeah. so it's kind of big fish eat little fish world. I mean, college football is it's a business it, baby. and it's, it's a mess right fish. now. Honestly, I don't think anyone knows what's going on in college football right now with all the portal and yeah. NIL. Like it's going to take Bro. a few, it's going to take a few years. Yeah. The, the, the number one offensive tackle that was in Alabama just, uh, just announced that he was going in the transfer portal. Yeah, I mean, he has a job to retain Saban's guys too. It's not mm-hmm. like it's not like he's walking into a cakewalk. Um, and I think we talked about this off off camera pretty extensively. And just off like the record, yeah, like who, <laughs> you know, he's got to follow in Saban's footsteps. It's going to pretty be pretty difficult for him to lay out a legacy there for himself. And the stand, if he doesn't perform, he's going to be out of there yeah. quick. And he's going to be wishing he kept that UW, UW job. It could be a big downfall like the Eagles this year. It's a gamble. Whew. But they're also paying them a lot of money. So, yeah. either way, man, these college coaches when they get fired, they get paid, right? I think the NFL coaches are the same. It's like it's all guaranteed. I think the Raiders are still paying. Uh, what's this? Uh, Gruden. I think they're still paying Gruden money. <laughs> that hundred million dollar wasn't a hundred million dollar contract for a coach. Suck it, Raiders. <laughs> yeah, um, only the Raiders. Yeah. Maybe the Browns. I'm surprised the Browns don't have any contracts like that. Yeah, let's talk a little shit about the Raiders real quick, just because I want to. Okay. Uh, the only list that they're moving up on is the uh, what the the Lions just won the uh, their playoff <laughs> the playoff game, right? So the next longest uh, winless playoff victory record, I guess, is the Dolphins, and then the Raiders. 2005 was that right? Somewhere yeah, around there. 2000. Like the last time they won a playoff game. Yeah. So Dolphins, I also don't like you guys because your fans have been beefing with us about the whole Tua Herbert. But the next time you guys win a uh, um, a playoff game and the Raiders don't, they're going to bump up on that list and take it over. So please should have been should have been this year. Miami absolutely <laughs> fell apart. Yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty colossal downfall between Miami. There was a few of them. Dallas, the Eagles. Cool. Yeah. Let's, well, let's get into the Super Wild Card Weekend now. Man. Yeah. That, I, I said the next topic, and I was like, that was a good segue into the it was. next one. So let's talk about the first game, man. This this game, we both wanted to bet it. We didn't bet it, but Texans beat the Browns. Uh, and the irony behind that is, you know, the whole Watson trade. You know, the Browns went and gave Watson this crazy, fully guaranteed contract, and the Texans used. Uh, Use that to get a bunch of draft picks. CJ Stroud wasn't part of that, but CJ was the one who replaced Deshaun Watson, and he's the one who beat the Browns this year to knock them out. So love that. Shout out to the Texans. Yeah. Domenico, uh, rookie QB and rookie uh, coach. Yeah. I I I did not think the Texans were going to win. Yeah, man. I, I mean, mean Joe Flacco ran out of magic, I guess, and they beat him bad. It wasn't even a game. Yeah, Flacco threw like two back-to-back pick sixes, I think. Yeah, but I mean, it was crazy. They were the uh, they were the home underdog too, 
So they were at like plus 130, I believe, around there roughly. Uh, but that was a good bet if you took the money line for the Texans. Uh, now they're going to go up against the Ravens. And as much as I love CJ and, and the Texans, this, I, I can't bet against them. Or I can't bet against the Ravens here. Yeah, there's really if he beats the Ravens, there's Ooh. really no more doubt. You can't. I mean, even I'm not saying I doubt him anyway. But if he beats the Ravens, um, sign me up. Like <laughs> I, I'm, I got no. I, I'm not a hater on him at all. Mm-hmm. But it, I mean that he's the, impressive. Man. Right like, now, the Ravens are the best team in hands down in football. And if they can beat them, they can win the Super Bowl. Yeah, 100. Which is crazy to say, bro. Repeat that. <laughs> Texans can win the Super Bowl if they beat the Ravens. And who? And who? <laughs> and who do they all owe it? Owe it to getting that second pick instead of the first. Love you, baby. Yeah, Lovey Smith actually just by winning that game, you know, everybody thought it was a curse, and that was probably the biggest blessing for that franchise. Because I don't care what nobody says, they were gonna take Bryce Young just like everybody else. Hey, you know, uh, they did. Uh, they did it what the Chargers did. Dolphins win. Win. Uh, they went ahead and uh, drafted Tua. Left us with Herbert. Love it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just sometimes things play out the way yeah. they're supposed to. Yeah, man. And then the other games were uh, the Chiefs and the Dolphins. Yeah, the Dolphins they they didn't look prepared to play in that cold weather at all. Uh, Tyreek Hill going back home, Mm-mm. he got shut down, man. And as bad as the Chiefs' uh, offenses looked, they actually looked pretty good in that playoffs. But you know, dudes who are special, who are, who are talented, they're going to turn it up. And Patty, he's in my division, but you got to give him props, man. He he looked good. Um, the rookie receiver Rice, he looked phenomenal. Kelsey's looking a little older, but I mean, he's still gonna you know do great things in the playoffs. So, next up is gonna be an interesting game because they got Buffalo, um, in Buffalo. Yeah, Rasheed Rice, man, looking looking like the savior of the Chiefs' offense with mm-hmm. Kelsey kind of starting to deteriorate. They he Mahomes needs a weapon, and he looks. He looks really good, honestly. Yeah. So that they need to add a little bit more, but that's a pretty good base for them to kind of build around. Mm-hmm. The Bills beat the Steelers. You know, we were expecting a little more snow, but shout out to uh, how do you say it? Buffalonians? You know, <laughs> whoever lives right there. Uh, the Buffalonians. The, the yeah. Buffalonians. Uh, they did a great job uh, shoveling up all the snow. Um, I, we feel like, in I know we talked about this off air too, is a. Uh, if it was like more snow on the field, we feel like the Steelers probably would have covered that nine and a half, ten point spread. Um, but because it was pretty clear, Steelers or um, Steelers just didn't have enough in the uh, in the offense to beat Buffalo or to keep up with them. Yeah, Najee Najee was pretty inefficient on the ground. Yeah. yeah, I mean Josh Allen can zing that ball in that thin, cold air, crisp, cold air. Just that ball was. He was whipping it around and without any snow or anything to Throwing piss win. missiles out there. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's insane. <laughs> Lions beat the Rams. That was a revenge game for Stafford and Goff. Probably the uh, best game of the of the weekend, I'd say. I'd Good say game. Lion, uh, Rams definitely could have won it. I mean, it was Lions just disappeared in the second half, scored three points. Terrible, but they were able to do enough to hold yeah, off. The defense, they, they won by two points, I believe. They won one or two. Matt, that made in that backdoor cover of that spread right mm-hmm. there. Um, now that was the most exciting game, but my favorite game was the Packers just fucking destroying the Cowboys. Love, love, love watching the Cowboys lose, and they're always an accident waiting to happen. Shout out Stephen A. Smith for always roasting the Cowboy fans. My brother, he's a big Cowboy fan, and you know I got to roast you too, bro. But man, I love seeing the Packers do that to the Cowboys, baby. 
yeah, that, yeah, that game. <laughs> I think everybody's a little surprised. So I, I had Packers money line in that one, but I made the uh, made the mistake of parlaying it with the under, mm-hmm. which became pretty clear. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They 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 crushed. I think they scored almost eighty points in that game. I was actually really confident in that game. I was like, "Yeah, Packers," but I was a little scared too. And we'll get into the the bets that we made. But yeah, I was scared to go money line and and just did the spread. But I've I don't know. Just you have those feelings sometimes, and you're just like, "Yeah, the Packers. They're probably gonna do it." But it's also the Cowboys who just don't do nothing in the playoffs. So what do I? What am I seeing? Cowboys are the only home team to lose after winning sixteen <laughs> straight home games. Yep. Yeah. There's what uh, six home. There were six games. Six of the home teams won. The only one that didn't, or five, five, yeah, five out of the six. Yeah. But anyways, and then the Eagles, man, they just looked pathetic the last three, four weeks of the season, losing to the Giants, losing out on the number two seed, and you could just tell Baker Mayfield lit them up. So they deserve losing. Yeah, um, I think nobody, nobody was shocked by that one. I think the Cowboys was pretty surprising for a lot of people. Uh, but I, I I don't think anyone was too surprised about the Eagles. They seemed like they were pretty checked out. Yeah, they looked terrible. Honestly, yeah. I mean they <laughs> they didn't they couldn't tackle, they couldn't throw, they couldn't run, they couldn't mm-hmm. do anything. You know, they made poor, they made Kelsey retire at the end of, <laughs> yeah. at the end of the game. Not official, not official. Yeah, <laughs> he's gone. Yeah, probably. He's thirty six. He's yeah, might have to pretty pack old it up. for a for a center. All right, so uh, playoff picture for the divisional round, man. What's uh, what's your most exciting game, Justin? Uh, I mean, it's got to be Bills Chiefs. Uh, we've been we've been having this one for the last few years, and uh, Josh Allen finally gets to have it at, in his house, which could be the the difference that he needs to finally get his win. Uh, I think you uh, mentioned a stat the other night that. Patrick's Mahomes' first 15 playoffs games have either been at home or in the Super Bowl, Bro, that's which nuts. is that's one of the most absurd. I mean, there can't there can't be another time that that's ever happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, I you know we can we can leave that to our detailed <laughs> fact checkers, but I mean, I, I didn't I couldn't even believe it when I when I first heard it. But I mean, yeah, we'll see how he performs on the road. It's hard to bet against Mahomes, but the Bills. Feels like they have the momentum uh, yeah. right now, and so that's that's my game of the weekend. Yeah, yeah, they were six at six at one point with like less than ten percent chance to make the playoffs, and they ended up as the number two seed uh, thanks to the Dolphins there. Yeah, I and, believe they said they had to win eight or nine games in a row mm-hmm. to win the Super Bowl. So they had to win all their, they had to win all those like last games of regular season, and then they got to go all the way through the the playoffs, which is pretty yeah. crazy. Yeah, man, my favorite or my most exciting game is going to be Packers and Niners. Um, Niners, like, yeah, they're the toughest uh, NFC team, but something about these Packers, man, like, this is the way I'm, like, looking at it. I'm not looking at it by the numbers because, obviously, the Niners are better, um, even though their defense isn't as strong as it has been in the past. But Rodgers is no longer with the Niners, right, or with the Packers. And the Niners have been taking the Packers out uh, the last couple of years, especially when Rodgers went on his like, you know, back-to-back MVP runs. So how big of a F you would this be to Rodgers if the Packers just go and beat the Niners on the road with love under center? Like that's, that's how I'm seeing it. They have the momentum. Uh, and I just, you know, sometimes that team like the Giants and, you know, what was in 2008 when they beat the undefeated Patriots, like they just had that, that, you know, mojo, they had that, that momentum writing in. And I kind of feel that with the Packers. So that's my most exciting game. And it's all just based off 
Packers giving the big F you to, uh, to Rodgers and saying, look, we can beat the Niners without you. Jordan Love's going to do it. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm excited. I think there's a lot of value on that game when it comes to betting, too, even if they uh, even if they don't win, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it makes sense. Like I, if there was a team that could take them out, I don't think anyone else matches up that well against the 49ers. So uh, I could see it happening. Yeah. And that's a good little segue to our next and last segment, y'all. This is the Parlay Boys segment. Um, and we just want to give everyone a little disclaimer here. Uh, little to no research has been done on any of our bets. Uh, so if you lose, please be an adult and take full responsibility for your uh, decisions. But if you win, let the world know. Me and Justin, we're the ones letting you know about these good bets. Um, but, you know, we you got to think of it this way. Like Mama always said, winners never quit, quitters never win. Right, Justin? Yeah, you're only one bet away from winning that big one. Mm, mm, one better one. <laughs> one better way, baby. But anyways, uh, last week for Super Wildcard Weekend, we had a few um, bets ourselves. I was able to cash in on the money line for the Packers. I was too scared to take the points. But you know what? We ain't scared no more. Scared money don't make money, baby. So we're going to ride the money line this week again. Um, I also rode the Bucks money line. But then I had a, a two-leg parlay with the um, uh, Bucks points. And the over on 43, which was fucking ass because they were at the game ended at 41 and they had a chance to kick a field goal. I, I get it. The field goal is pretty long. It was like a 58 to 60 yarder. I get it, you know, but why not try it? Like they went for it on fourth and they were going to give up the ball anyways, you know, just go for the kick. Vegas called. Vegas called. Vegas so, called. Anyways, I lost that one. The game ended at 41 total points for it. And I had the over at 43. Um, Justin, what were some of your bets from last week? I did great on my player props but i missed every single uh bet i made on <laughs> game the game bet. so it was pretty pretty break even but yeah. yeah luckily i had uh josh allen over on rushing which was fun on that broke it right on that 52 yard run mm-hmm. that was a pretty uh pretty fun one to watch a couple other receiving um parlays Najee harris who else did i have just just a lot of running backs swift deandre swift they're all covering their receiving yeah. props uh but the, the josh allen one was a lot of fun when the guy covers covers their uh their over on one play it's always Bro, pretty he had exciting a beast ass run too it was like 52 yard the rushing td yeah who who else is making that besides maybe lamar any yeah. other quarterbacks going down uh and josh allen's definitely not sliding god i love watching i love watching him play qb man <laughs> He says when he's turning the ball over. But. It's a middle linebacker playing QB, yeah. essentially. All right, man. So let's uh, let's talk about our favorite underdogs this week. Um, you know, logically, it's going to be the Chiefs at plus 120. And this, we're getting our numbers off DraftKings, um, for the record. Um, but Chiefs is the logical underdog to bet at plus 120 because it's hard to bet against, you know, Patty. And you're getting the Chiefs at plus money. Great bet. Uh, but again, I'm going to ride my Packers. They are the road dog. Uh, at plus 330 currently so if you bet 100 you can win 330 we're not you know we're not big ballers so we're gonna bet a little less than that um but that's who i'm picking that's my favorite underdog who, uh, who's yours justin uh i mean va- value wise it is i'm probably with you on that one but i mean oh yeah we're riding the packers we're yeah. we're, we're we're riding the packers but i mean yeah it's hard to bet on mahomes as an underdog mm-hmm. i mean there, there, there's a few. I mean, my, I don't know if we're, we're going, we're talking lock yet, but yeah, my favorite underdog is probably just value wise where I'm going with the Packers as well, but 
if I if I had to pick one and to bet big, it'd probably be the Chiefs, even though I'm I'm high on the Bills. I mean, it's Mahomes. Yeah, you can't go wrong. Yep. betting on Mahomes. Yep. And our lock uh, of the week is going to be the Bucks at plus six. We we like them with uh, with the six points on the road. Detroit, we think they match up well with Detroit, and we think uh, Baker can can swing it with uh, with Jared Goff because uh, both QBs are kind of unpredictable. You know, they can they can have really good games, really bad games. Uh, both of them can throw two interceptions or no interceptions. So we like the Bucks at plus six, and we wouldn't be the parlay boys if we didn't have a degenerate bet. Uh, our degen bet to, uh, for this coming weekend is going to be a four legger. We're going to go Ravens points, Chiefs money line, Bucks points. Packers money line. Packer money line is pretty scary given how how big they are. All right, guys, and we are back. we had a little bit of a uh, technical difficult issues with our microphones, but wouldn't, wouldn't be a first episode without some uh, technical difficulties. Can't yeah. have it. Can't have it go too smooth. Nope, exactly. Um, but we were talking about our DGEN bet. We forgot where we left off, uh, so we'll just go into our four leg parlay real quickly. But again, that was the Ravens points, Chiefs money line, Bucks points, and the Packers money line, baby. Um, we'll see how we do for next week. Um, we'll let you guys know if we hit, if we didn't hit. Um, and also let us know what you guys bet too. And we are accepting tips exactly. if uh, if this happens to hit and you are tailing. Yeah, 20%. at real at real Medsker. twenty percent. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you for joining us on the first episode of Same Shit Different Day. Before we head out, though, we want to give a couple special thank yous to some people who helped make this happen. Um, first and foremost, I want to shout out my mom and my sis Maria and Krishna. Thank you for always supporting me. Uh, they are the owners of Lola's Cleaning, who specializes in multifamily cleaning and painting for move-ins, move-outs, and common areas. If you're a renter who's moving out and need your place clean before that move-out inspection, go ahead and email us. Or if you're a property manager who is looking for uh, some competitive prices, uh, go ahead and email us as well at lolascleaning44 at gmail.com. I also want to give a shout out to Juliet for creating the logo for Same Chick, Different Day. She is a talented graphic designer, um, social media marketer, and she's a UW Husky baby. Uh, you can follow her at Juju Official, and that's J-U-J-U-U-U Official. And last but not least, I do want to give a shout out to my brother, my hermano, uh, Reynoso, the California Oso, for producing the intro and outro beat. We go way back, and I'm talking way back to our middle school days in Yakima, aka the Palm Springs of Washington. Uh, he's currently living um, in the uh, San Diego area, working on music along with his own massage and holistic practice. Uh, he's been flowing for a hot minute, but it's been refreshing to hear him uh, develop his sound by producing. Uh, give him a follow on IG at Reynoso, the California Oso, and make sure to bump his music on all streaming platforms by searching Reynoso, the California Oso. Him and his beautiful wife, uh, Honeycomb's home have also been working on a new project um, and together they go by The Osos, uh, which is super dope. So make sure to follow them as well on IG uh, at Good Food Fellowship. You can follow me and Metzger at Instagram and Twitter. Our handles have been on the on the streaming video for you guys to view. If not, they're gonna be in the, uh, they'll also be available in the description. Um, but again, guys, this is exciting. 
we're excited for the for the journey of this uh, podcast. And thank you for joining us. Spread the word. Subscribe, like, and you know, give us a listen. We'll see you next time. Next week, baby. Thank you.